I saw in stories you got a new microphone and everything. I know. I know it's been weird. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but it's definitely better than my phone. Sorry, my is that how? Is that how you were recording before, just on your phone? Yeah, just on my phone. I mean, I mostly was just doing this podcast for fun. And then recently, it just started getting a lot more engagement. And I think I just wasn't paying attention to the analytics and everything, because that didn't really mean that much to me at first. And, and I mean, it still really doesn't. That's not why I'm doing it, I guess. But it is cool to see that people are actually listening all over the world. Yeah, same. I like. I understand you completely. That's why I also was recording, and I'm still recording on my phone. That's why I sometimes like re-listen to the recording and like, ah, oh, I need to get a mic. And then I saw you getting a mic in the story, and like, ah, oh, I need to do that. I don't even use a laptop. Like the last time I used laptop for work was like years ago. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, it still I, sounds great. <laughs> it's, it it sounds decent, but. I think the way you're doing it on a laptop with a microphone is way better. I will say it definitely feels like a step, like in the right direction. Like we're growing a little bit. <laughs> I didn't get like a crazy expensive microphone or anything. And I mean, I already have a computer. So it really, all it took was me just investing this microphone, I think was on sale for like $40. So it really wasn't a lot. It's just the JLab one. And I got it at Best Buy. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I didn't even do any research or anything. I, I went into Best Buy for something else and then went out with this. And I like it. It's easy to use with Anchor as well because all you have to do is plug it in. And then when you click record new episode, uh, all you have to do is select which microphone you use. And there's no like Bluetooth connection or anything you have to figure out. It just pops up right away. So literally yeah. it's easy for those who aren't the Exactly. Yeah, I actually never used Anchor on a laptop or a computer. I would okay. always just downloaded it as an app and always just recorded that this way. Yeah, well, it works it, way. <laughs> yeah, I but I figured if doing interviews like in person, I think the way you're doing it would be better because you can connect. I guess you need another thing to connect multiple microphones, and then that thing connects to your laptop. See, I'm not tech savvy at all either. But I just know that I think that's how people do. There's like a box where like you can raise the volumes and everything and mm -hmm. all the microphones connect to that box and then that box connects to the laptop. Um, yeah, that's a little confusing. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a whole setup, yeah. And then if you <laughs> want to do a video of the podcast, man, those are cameras and everything and then you have to edit all that together. I know. But, I used to work for a podcaster actually. Um, like her name's Shaleen Johnson. And oh really? I used to edit all of her podcasts. Like that was my job, oh, and so cool. I edited a lot of her YouTube videos and nice. stuff. So I feel like I got a lot of experience from that. And but after a while, I just I didn't like doing it for someone else. It's more rewarding when you're like doing it for your what you're passionate about and what you want to talk about. You know? Oh, for sure. I'm still doing content like that for others, small mm -hmm. businesses, and it's like I uh, like. All this time I'm wasting to get paid doing that for them. I could be doing for myself and for my own thing and what I really enjoy doing like 24 seven. I would rather do this and have a conversations and like do silly sketches of meditation and all that stuff than work on someone else's. Right. But I think her son does a, a ton of um, content, Instagram stuff. Like he's like a coach of Instagram. Brock. Yeah. Brock yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I see him a lot. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's really that. cool. Yeah, His posts are really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're both really cool. They have like the Marketing Impact Academy where they teach people how to market their businesses on social media. It was it was a really cool uh, company. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's really hard working for a small company like that where you're kind of getting your hands involved in like all the little businesses that they do. So I was like editing podcasts and managing all of their websites and all of their warehouses and all of their emails. And it just ended up like being too much, too many hats for me. So, and I'm also yeah. in school, so it just was too much. <laughs> but So you're doing it like part-time after school kind of thing? Um, well, I, I worked for them full time, like nine to five, uh, mm. starting when I was 18. I'm 20, I'm 22 now. Mm. Um, 
and I stopped working for them altogether. Like, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something. But um, I'm just focusing on school now. I'm at UC Irvine and studying English literature and uh, literary journalism and Italian. <laughs> Oh, so like after high school, you went straight to work straight for them? Into for them. Yeah, because they were like close fam family friends of mine. And I was best friends with their daughter, like my whole childhood. So mm. they kind of just, I don't know. I think that my friend, like their daughter wasn't as interested in, in getting involved in the business, but I just wanted to work and get experience. So they offered me a position there. And, and I learned so much, like editing all of, their podcasts and everything. I had to really sit and listen to everything and make the blog posts. So I feel like I absorbed a lot more than I I realized. <laughs> like looking no. back, I'm like, why do I know about all this? And then I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you did it. And I, I think like, like for a lot of people, especially who follow like Gary Vee, like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or no? I think so, yeah. He's like doing all the marketing and like all that stuff. But and he has like people following him around and doing videos for him, like mm -hmm. all the businesses that he does. So like in a way, what you are doing is like a somewhat of a dream job for a lot of people. Like work for someone known and like be and uh, how much you can learn from that, you know? Right. So what made, so what, how did you decide to like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I'm going to go to university. Well, um, you see, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like because I jumped into it, I never really asked myself, what is it that I want to do? Like, what does my heart want? I never really took that time to get to know myself. Like, And I know, see, like you say, uh, everybody wants a job like this. And like, you just got it. And I feel like I did take it for granted, but I just wasn't happy there. No matter what, like, I tried to do and what I learned I still felt like this big disconnect from the rest of the team and I think it was mainly because I was a lot younger than everybody else like by mm. like 15 years at least um but it was just like the the people that I worked with they just kind of didn't align with my energy and and that plays a big factor like your work environment really affects your mental health and so I just, I constantly wasn't happy and it really, it's, I'm not saying anything bad about anybody I worked with. No, I don't think you are. I think it's yeah, normal. It's just, like you, you never know. know until you try it. Like you went there, you, you learned a lot, you gave them a ton and then it was just, you felt like it wasn't for you. I think it's totally normal. Yeah. But I'm so, so grateful for the opportunity. And I think after several years working there, it was just like, okay, this it's chapters over and I'm ready for the next one. Um, and I still like do freelance work. I still use the knowledge that I got to now record my own podcast. And now I'm, I'm just focusing on school and uh, I've, I've always loved literature and I've always viewed myself as more like emotional versus analytical, but um, yeah. So I, I'm just kind of exploring. I think I want to go into publishing perhaps rather than working in social media, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, but social media is like always going to be a part of it. What, it what, what's, yeah. <laughs> like, what in publishing do you think you're going to do? Like write a book yourself or, you or see, just be in that space? That's always been a dream of mine to be a writer and, and I do write for fun like I always get my typewriter out at, at the end of the night and just write when I can't sleep like um, an actual typewriter yeah I just light like, my candles the, and put my record on the one that uh, like makes sounds like tick 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 mm -hmm. yeah I, I just I like to completely disconnect from like all technology when I'm when I'm creating like that for I like that after like the whole day of just being on glued to computer and my phone I just like to unplug because then it makes that uh mode of creativity feel more natural and like it feels separate from the other things I was creating during the day like this podcast and like writing for my podcast and uh planning out social media and stuff like that I usually like am on my computer doing all of that so it's nice to have like 
a change because then it feels like I'm not just on my computer all day. I totally agree with that. Sometimes I like notice like oh, I've been too much on my phone and it's such a different uh, like connection with the phone and like just the thumbs touching like nothing, just the screen. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, I think we as humans are, we're meant to like touch different things, you know, like be in nature more and like different textures. And if we're just touching a phone screen, I think we just kind of, we lessen our experience of what we are able to do and i think going on a typewriter that's a different like you're you're allowing all your fingers to work differently even even not like a keyboard like an old keyboard not not a even a laptop one is different i like it and definitely so, so, it does train how, your a little different so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how do you do you separate what you write on the typewriter and like everything else or like the podcasts and everything. Is it just one specific thing on the typewriter or like everything? Yeah, you see, when I'm writing on my typewriter, it's usually just, it's either stream of consciousness or I do like character building or world building. A lot of times when I'm feeling a lot of foreign feelings that like I can't place or that just feel unlike my myself to think, I don't know. I kind of just let that go through creating some fictional character and I'll like start start by just creating a character and then I add on to it and then um or sometimes I do that with the world when I'm confused by like what's happening in the world I'll just start like creating this alternate reality and like a different different world (laughs) yeah I don't know I've always wanted to like write fiction and, and I do like obviously by doing these practices it helps me a lot and a lot of these practices I have learned in school and creative writing classes uh so it's not like I just kind of thought to start doing this on my own a lot of it was inspired by what I learned in school but um I guess that just shows I am really passionate about what I'm learning because I do this in my free time <laughs> not just for assignments you know yeah so you don't want to be like a teacher you want to write something you want to I you want to produce that's the thing is i could i could so see myself being a teacher like teaching english uh probably high school oh you could see yourself i could see myself doing that definitely but mostly because i think i just have the personality for it and i love Mm. connecting and teaching uh i also really looked up to my English teachers in high school like I really benefited from my relationships with them because they're the ones that introduced to me like my love for literature I guess and so I think part of me like wants to out of respect to my old teachers like become a teacher and like help other kids but then also then I'm like I'm always reminded by my family about how teaching isn't the best job these days and the pay isn't as great. So it's a constant dilemma like that I'm faced but, with when that. Um, yeah, that but like teachers 20 years ago or even 15 years ago couldn't make money on the site from doing content and doing a podcast uh, yeah. after, after they just taught a class, you know? Now teachers can do that. You could totally be a teacher, create content, share your stories, publish a book. You can do so much more nowadays. That right. Yeah. And being a teacher, like you said, like if you're inspired like by teaching high school mm-hmm. students, it's like that's where your stories could come from. You know, that communication, interaction with them, you can make a difference in their lives and they can make a difference in your life and your what you write. I think that's really I think that's super cool. When I see accounts on Instagram of people who like have a regular job, but they're doing more extra like content around that job, like those are the best people for me (laughs) it just it looks so cool it's just it's a regular job like anything there's some people who like do garbage collection Mm -hmm. and they create content and it just you look at it and and it's fun and cool and they make every profession cool i think that's that's like i have a gardener coming to my house i've never hired a gardener before and i was like how do i find a gardener like what what am i doing and i found this guy like on craigslist and he has like his whole instagram and tiktok and everything of his like before and afters and i was like 
oh my gosh, like this is this is crazy. <laughs> Definitely right? didn't used to be like this. But... No, the, right? And it's it's so new. And mm -hmm. like I will, I I do my hair right now, like myself. I just buzz it. But before, when I used to get a haircut, the way like we would live in different city, I would just go on Instagram and write in the city that I'm in and just scroll until I saw a barber because there's they post a ton. And that's how you find things now. Like I didn't even Google. I just go and you see the pictures and how they do it and who they are. And I think more and more people will just find whatever service they need through social media like that. It's already happening, but it's like sort of, it's kind of normal for us maybe. But for older people, I think they're going to do it even more. Like everyone is going to do that. And it makes me think like you said, like you don't want to do so much like either content or like be in that space. Or like, I, I guess, uh, editing for other people. But businesses that don't have social media right now, they're like non-existent almost to, right. to a lot of people. If they're not creating content, they're not sharing pictures, videos, a podcast, it's like they're almost non-existent. Yeah, it's so true. I definitely, like, even though I say that, I get that angst yeah. when, I, when I see businesses that all have so much potential. And I'm just like, oh, like, like my work, for instance, I work at a restaurant and um, the Instagram account that they have for the restaurant, uh, they pay, they're paying this guy all this money to run the, like the Instagram account. And I feel like he just, he he is posting on there consistently, but it's just like not the most Fun. interactive type of content. And a part of me always just wants to be like, yo, uh, could you like maybe give me a chance? Like, I'll see you. I'll show you what I could do with this. Because <laughs> I just know like I have experience from my past job and like doing social media. And, and I just feel like it would be so fun to see it like help the business grow um but then part of me is like nah i just i'll just let it be <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely feel that way sometimes where i'm like oh i feel like there's so much potential here like i have so many ideas of things we we could post <laughs> but then i'm like nope just let it be let them do their thing <laughs> yeah well that's what like part-time i'm doing is working with those kind of small businesses and for the most part, it's just being more, a little bit more creative, a little bit more engaging, like showing your faces and like not posting a dry picture and like, uh, you know, like those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll do that more because sometimes I think like if I do that more, not full time, but just more of that, I, I really enjoy helping businesses through that, yeah. you know? through through the content like that because i think people trust when you go on on a restaurant for example like you said if you see that they post like who works there and you just kind of trust that place more the ones that create more content and there's more videos you like s scroll through it and you you, you kind of go through that place because it feels more trusting yeah. and, a, and a restaurant is easy because it's food like you see the food oh you like the you like mm -hmm. it but there could be like a plumber who posts pictures of himself and like you would trust that plumber more than just a phone number in google or a website that doesn't have anything any other information you know right like when you i think because how far technology has advanced when you see that somebody is like a real human being and they post that raw content or like them behind the scenes it makes it more trustworthy so I think that's like why I was looking at your Instagram account and you're, I just love all your reels and everything. And you're like, um, like your posts are so engaging. It, it just is obvious that like, you're just like a real human, like doing your thing. And, and um, do you have kids? I do. I have two girls. We I've have seen a, on some we of your have... posts. Sorry, now, what? I've seen them on some of your posts. How old are they? Uh, seven and three, oh, wow. two girls. Yeah, well, we have a, my wife runs a school at home. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we want to grow the school, and I help her out as much as I can here yeah. and there. Um, but we always wanted our own school. Like I hated school. Yeah. I I thought it was so slow and time wasting, and I just didn't didn't enjoy it at all. 
So I want to kind of through my kids to, and she liked school, but she was more like, give me homework. I'll do it and get a good grade. And that's it. Right. She was like a good, good, good student like that. Yeah. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and creating that balance, I think that's what like allowing kids to do what they like and seeing like watching them. It, it's such a recurring theme in all my podcasts that I record with people, education. <laughs> and I talk about the school constantly. And yeah. Do you, do you ever talk about how just like the school system is geared toward like the like one type of brain, like the neurotypical brain and not so much people that like, you know, like have autism or extreme anxiety like testing anxiety it's just like there are so many different types of learning and I feel like the school system in a lot of ways is not uh, considerate of all those different no it's not at all they just create one system mm-hmm. one curriculum and then everybody every kid child whatever whoever they are they need to go through that at the same speed same so- grade same whatever you have if you don't get if you don't get it now, you get a bad grade and then you stay behind kind of thing. It's it's a broken system. I don't like it at all. It would maybe it was okay like 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Right. When people were transitioning from being like an agriculture mostly agricultural to industrial, more people needed to learn certain things to be a better worker. But the creativity and the openness to and access to information now to do this the education as we're as we're we've been doing it for a hundred years ago it's like so ridiculous we need to do it completely different so and even the teacher one teacher to 30 kids is insane like you can't put you can't give attention to every child like that that's why i think we need more smaller schools like i think one adult to one to five or one to six even because if you spend time with even two kids Sometimes you can't give attention equally. And I don't know how teachers do it in, in high school could be okay because you're more, it's the, it's the early years that I think you need more attention. Right. Well, it's interesting for sure. Like the kids that, cause I also nanny just a couple days a week for a few hours. Uh, you're doing everything. I, I know. I used to, I used to, do a lot more and it's been a real practice just taking things off my plate because i'm so you slow down now you're nannying in restaurant <laughs> school podcast that's at least four things i know <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um yeah but it's it's hard because i just love staying busy because it's like an escape for me for some reason it's always just felt easier when i'm moving to separate myself from like sitting in my thoughts all day um I just as someone who like I had like a pretty uh traumatic childhood and I've always just suffered from extreme anxiety and um I get triggered pretty easily so I think that's why I I gravitated towards just keeping myself busy all the time and I definitely see myself as a people pleaser at times and I've recognized that and and I talked about that in my last episode um where I just uh I feel like because I I didn't so much get like the recognition I needed as a child I seek that in like all my relationships today by Mm -hmm. trying to like I think I expect a lot of people to be super emotionally invested in relationships but then I I've started to realize that I think maybe I'm just, I'm too emotionally invested. So I'm trying to like reel it back in all areas of my life. Just like slow down, not put so much pressure on people. And I try not to put anybody on a pedestal anymore. And it's so much easier said than done. But like, it's like the only way I think I'm going to be able to slow down is if I get to the root of it, which is that need to like heal my my trauma from when I was a child and I think I just have to take responsibility now as an adult to uh, to not expect anybody else to (laughs) figure it out for me if that makes sense it does totally 
does it and you said like you need to move a lot i think it's natural for us to being like the two extremes i think it's most beneficial to move a lot and then like go into meditation and complete stillness i think that's where the most benefits are for us like even physically moving and working doing something like we have a body for a reason like we are meant to build do things accomplish things phys- physically right we're but meant all- to yeah, yeah. we make you feel uncomfortable and i think because everything is so fast paced now it's like snap 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 on our phones and like we're just moving we're able to listen to podcasts as we go from point a to point b it's like we fill all of our time um, and we're all so like in- intentional and we don't like to waste time it's hard to like sit in stillness and I've noticed that people say that a lot where they're like oh I I like meditating but I prefer to meditate as I walk and I like listen to uh moving meditation or something and I find that like an excuse mm-hmm, I, of not being able to sit still <laughs> I know it's like I I definitely think doing that is better than doing nothing at all but I think if you're somebody that says you prefer that you should ask yourself like okay is it because I am not able to deal with the uncomfort it may bring to sit in stillness and to really like like challenge myself and reap the benefits of actually sitting in stillness and meditating um and yeah a lot of times it's just people just don't like being uncomfortable like that yeah and it starts like it could be physically and then emotions and thoughts and everything comes up and then you're like racing is almost inside of you just by your body sitting still but you're racing it feels like your heart everything is racing it's almost like the same as running around in real life doing things mm-hmm. it becomes an unconscious and once you're aware of that's what you're doing then sitting still helps you to physically when you're moving around do that even consciously too mm-hmm. but i i totally think we need to do both like for full benefits because at some point i realized like it's just crazy to think that this is all our life like we just we are born and all we do is run around and do things yeah. and, and not think about like how is it even possible that we are here or like just these kind of universal contemplations i think it's very important for our evolution as a human being to have moments like that to think of those you know yeah how did you decide to do that podcast and like call it relax with alex (laughs) well to be honest like my name being alex that kind of is like like when i was thinking of what to call my podcast i didn't even know what i wanted to do yet to be honest Uh, I just knew I wanted to talk about things that were potentially triggering or just topics that are kind of hard for people to talk about or topics that people are a little in denial about or sweep under the rug. Um, I just wanted to normalize talking about feelings, talking about anxiety uh, in a way that wasn't like, okay, let's sit and get real deep and like cry the whole time like I didn't want it to seem like scary where it was like okay we're gonna take a deep dive every day like as as we record um I just wanted to normalize it and um when I was thinking of what to name it I thought okay maybe I want to include my name in the title I guess and then I just thought relax has an x in it kind of sounds like Alex relax and that <laughs> No, yeah. I didn't really get very creative. And to be honest, I thought that I would change it, but it kind of just stuck and it works. Um and I've I like I like that it's a good blanket term because relaxing, you know, it's nice to have relaxed chats. It's nice to relax by meditating or by manifesting. So it's been I think it it's a good name. <laughs> it sticked. <laughs> yeah, I like it because it gives like you can and- talk in a relaxing way about anything. But, right. right and it's like your whatever you want to talk about you know yeah. you, you can you can talk on that podcast but exactly. you do it mostly by yourself right it's mostly like your own thoughts and yeah. stories that you share right yes exactly and 
I will say that I I kind of just sit down and record and I sit with myself and a lot of times it's like when I first created the podcast it was kind of uh it was just for fun I I just wanted to like have a place to talk things out because I I feel like I write all the time that I was craving this outlet where I could just verbally speak and because I felt like all of my words were like stuck either inside me or on a page or on a Google doc. And I just wanted to like talk and feel emotion as I was talking. And so I think that was one of the main reasons that prompted me to start the podcast. And also I used to teach yoga. I became certified in teaching yoga when I was 17 and I taught for a few years. Um, and I mostly taught guided meditations at yoga studios and I did a lot of like just energy work and I was really into that for a while and um, I still am I think I don't know I just kind of wanted to carry that into the podcast because I felt like I could reach people still and still share my love for meditating and energy work and everything through this podcast. I think I just, I didn't enjoy it in the studios here in Orange County as much anymore because I don't know if you've been to Orange County, but no, I haven't. Definitely uh, interesting Um. pace of living. (laughs) And there's a lot of money here, a lot of people that would show up to the yoga studio and they're like, $500 yoga outfit with their crazy (laughs) yoga mat and gear. And it was like all this performance. And I just felt like I didn't align with anybody. And I think that's kind of the same energy, like the same way I felt about where I used to work. Like, I just felt like it was, there was a lot of money around me and I was just this like young broke college student Mm. just, there because of connections and I I think I was really hard on myself for that and yeah so I just needed to completely like reset and I like I like what I'm doing now I feel a lot more in in tune with myself and listen I listened to one podcast that you did fully and skipped through others and just the way you share it and now talking to you for a little bit, half an hour, like you're very wise. Like I'm, you have a ton of things to share. So like continue sharing that. When did you start the podcast? It was January, the, f- the first one that you pop- published? Yeah, January of this year. I think it yeah. was like January 20th or something. 29th. I, I'm looking at the... Okay, you know, I don't even know. I, I just scrolled down and to see like when you... Yeah. Um... Because sometimes... Like people start and they delete a bunch. Like you could have, you could have had like a whole year of podcasts. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, I haven't even looked back. I mean, which it's it's titled "Which Comes First, Success or Purpose?" Yeah, and that is my most listened to episode by like a lot. And I, I think you know what I noticed it on on Anchor too. Like the analytics that you watch, it's like after a year, you see those numbers grow like crazy for some reason mm-hmm. well like i guess people find you and they i i would i also like always imagine like people go and they just listen to the, to the last one the most recent one right but there's a ton of views that go like from a year ago i see like right now those conversations that i did um yeah that like it grows so yeah. that's wonder, another yeah i wonder if anchor if if they reward you for like being consistent Cause I know that's how like Instagram, TikTok, all those apps work. It's like the more you post, the more it rewards you and like shows your content to people because it's like, okay, you're putting in the time and work to create content for us to make money off of. So we're going to push it out more. And I, I wonder if it's similar or not. It's gotta be, but. I probably right. Because they still need to promote like, they still have their own page, right? On Anchor or like not, not the page, but within the app of yeah. when people search meditation or they search anything, like whatever shows up. I think you're right. I think that's how it works. I never looked into it and I never saw anyone post about like Anchor 
uh, algorithm or anything. Right. I know. Definitely something I'm, I'm making a note of to look into right now. I'll have to look into that later. I'll let you know what I discover. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know, yeah. Because I think, I think you're right because also I noticed that whenever I was more consistent and posting daily, just even thoughts, not conversations with others, just like a five-minute thought that I had and I posted it, the next day I did the same thing. Yeah. That's that like stage in, in podcasts, that's when the views were a lot higher. Right. Then if I recorded something and then like three weeks went by and they didn't record anything and then I posted something like... Right. I think you're right. I mean, everything is an algorithm. Anything online is has an algorithm. All those yeah. Things, so. <laughs> yeah, we're probably best saving our time trying to figure that out and just assuming it's probably an yeah. algorithm. <laughs> yeah, just be more consistent like anything, like working out and that's it. Yeah, and, exactly. And that'll work out. And plus, when you're just consistent, it also helps you to um, be more engaged with the podcast as well. It's like it's like with working out like the more you work out the more you uh want to eat healthier and take care of your mental health like it's all connected and and i see that pattern with a lot of different areas of my life it's like the more i spend time with my family the more i i want to keep spending time with them it's like stuff like that you know we're like a sponge you know whatever we do we absorb that and then that's what we want to do more of right so that's how habits work too, right? You, whatever you do, eventually it becomes a habit and it becomes easier. And then we get complacent and not easy. And if we want to grow, we want to do, find, find where to increase a certain intensity in, in whatever we're doing. Yeah. You just also have to be careful what you're holding on to and, and what you are absorbing. Cause sometimes we, yeah. we are over influenced or influenced by things that we don't realize are having such a stronghold over us and so it's like uh, I love social media today but it's a love-hate relationship like I I love that I can go on to TikTok and see all these uh posts about mental health and just bettering your relationships with other people and yourself and I just feel like everything that comes up on my timeline is so catered to me and so spot mm. on but then at the same time I'm like whoa like all these people are like have a strong influence over me because I'm listening very closely to everything they're saying so you always have to like kind of check yourself and be like okay what did we just learn is this is this true or is this extremely biased or like, you know, <laughs> so. yeah, it's very, it's very quick and engaging, right? Mm -hmm. And especially mixed with music. It's like, it works for all the senses. If our phone could release a smell, that would, that, that would finish all of us. Imagine mm -hmm. like you watch a TikTok of a cake and you smell chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, we would be stuck completely in our phones. Yeah. You would not need to go anywhere. And, and then if you could reach out to your phone and have a bite of that cake. Oh my gosh. It's everything works for our senses. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, that's what, like Uber Eats and everything is for. But that's <laughs> that would be how they market their oh. their app. How <laughs> here you can smell it first. <laughs> if you're indecisive, here you have to have a little smell first. <laughs> but but that, that that convenience is super cool. Imagine if a business like your restaurant posts a picture or a video of a meal and then on that TikTok you can click buy and it's directly connected to Uber Eats and it delivers it to you right away. Yeah. That meal. Look at us. Let's hope. We're, we're a business yeah. podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we're doing everything. Joining forces here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell, me, tell me more about... Um, so your, your wife is creating this school. I just want to hear a little bit more about it. Does she use social media for that or no? She does. She posts mostly stories uh, whenever she has time. Mm -hmm. And I keep meaning to have like a separate Instagram page or TikTok with the kids. And they're like, they want to do it too. Like I posted something funny and they, oh, they watched it. And like, let's, let's do something for the school. Let's, let's create TikToks. And I really want to do that too for them. Yeah, we're not we're not posting much, 
but we need like another person to be around too so they can do that and help because it just becomes too much when you want to give attention to kids and then i help by making their lunch like we make we make good delicious food it's not uh for most of them um but what did you want to know about like specifically anything or i don't know i just i guess i wanted to, to just see um yeah if she was utilizing social media or if if that was just something that she was more independent and private about that journey yeah it's like half and half we ask some parents don't want their kids on it yeah so we know who who and it's not the same kids every day some come five days a week some don't so mm-hmm. we kind of know how to work it around and like take pictures or like you take a picture and you put a smiley on their face kind of you hide the kid right. so we do she does post mm-hmm. uh, different stuff but we definitely need to do it more because i really want people to to find a way to to like for parents i don't mm-hmm. know how they'll do it but like well just to discover that there's like an alternative out there that and the, yeah, there's definitely there's a lot of people who post about it like unschooling or like homeschooling there's a ton of ton of people doing it but we need we need more of it that there it's normal to do something different it's normal to experiment it's not and even with your kid, like kids experiment, especially nowadays where they can learn so much outside of the schooling system. Right. Isn't and it almost... interesting though, how there's like such a negative stigma on homeschooling sometimes. Like I've just noticed that when like I've met people before who have told me like they've homeschooled their, or they homeschool their kids and that they have not gotten a lot of support from their friends and family about that decision. But um, just interesting. I've, I've noticed that too. I, it's definitely changing. Although some countries, I think in France, I'm not sure. My wife, uh, I think she was saying that it's illegal, maybe in Germany, that it's illegal to homeschool your kids, which sounds really? crazy. Yeah, like those, that's insane to me. Like a parent who has who has the means to be with their child and educate them is wrong. You have to send your kid to a school where the teacher doesn't have enough attention for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously anything can go wrong, but there's so many things that go wrong in schools, you know? There's yeah. too much too much free time for kids where like they're not focused on anything. Yeah. And then and then there's like a few hours between school and after programs like whatever you do. There's so many hours within the day where a teenager especially could be left by themselves and not focused on anything. And that's when trouble happens, you know? Well, I think because, yeah, I think because the system is so broken, like you said, it's like all these people that I think are more judgmental towards the idea of homeschooling maybe are people who never felt like the system was broken for them because their brain was just the neurotypical brain. So I think... Maybe it's hard for them to understand or just to weigh out all the different options and out there. Um, so maybe that yeah. could be something. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And that's why I want to do more content around the school because we, people need to learn. It's not, you can't push anything on people, but if we create content and show how we're doing it, maybe something will click, you know? Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I have, I have another question. I know you're interviewing me, but I I'm not interviewing. Ask no, no, a no. lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions. Um, I wanted to know: Does your wife listen to your podcast? She listens sometimes and says I interrupt people. And so on this one, talking to you, I'm making it a very like conscious <laughs> approach of not interrupting and listening more. Otherwise, I would have been talking about everything already. So I'm trying to like lay back, especially with with your podcast name, Relax with Alex, and your vibe. I I'm trying to not interrupt and and share too much. <laughs> yeah, that's probably perfect that we're doing this podcast episode today because I have the same issue. My my boyfriend says the same thing sometimes. <laughs> well, it's mostly just like when we're at the dinner table talking. Like I love to just talk and like ask questions and like. 
like even at um our Thanksgiving dinner, I was like, all right, everyone, let's go around the table and like all share something we're grateful for. And now let's go around and say one thing we appreciate about grandma. And like, I just love like getting people talking and like, and when someone says something, I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Like, can you expand on that? And I don't know if that's the English major in me or what, but I think uh, <laughs> maybe it's just how our brains work. And, you know, so I don't mind if you interrupt me, because if anything, like my brain is used to doing that, too. So. Oh, yeah. I, I also like I am known as a non-talker, too. Like in her family circle, my wife's family, they know me as like the quiet one. Hmm. Because um, I like a mix. Whenever I'm passionate about something, I can like talk about it forever whether it's education, meditation, or or the content for business, I could just, like, talk and talk and talk about it and come up with ideas or anything. But when it's, like, a small talk about nothing, I, I have a hard time with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I've always felt that way, too. I either have so much to say or nothing at all because I've never felt like I could add to conversations that are just very surface level yeah and, I, and that, I always viewed that as like my big cosmic flaw that i can't like interact like that i'm not good at communicating or i'm not as funny and like fun to be around at work and stuff but i've just learned to realize like no i just actually like having meaningful conversations and a lot of times people don't put them um, as much emphasis or weight on having those conversations and that was not their fault or there's no judgment or anything but I'm just I no longer judge myself for being the way that I am yeah and you know what I no also noticed in that because like my I mentioned like in the when we were talking just messaging each other about my anxiety like especially in school because mm -hmm. a ton of it came from the communication around communication and communicating with other kids and stuff and eventually though i noticed that that small talk is not is my own fear of talking about something to a person that they might not find interesting you know so like i didn't i wasn't allowing myself to express my own ideas right and it kind of, yeah, it just came, I noticed that it just comes from my own fear. Just be me, talk to them and let them listen and then let them like choose and judge. I think I was being a, a, a ton, of, a lot of times I was being afraid to be judged like of my own interests or like what I talk about and stuff. And that like shut me down and I wasn't sharing. I, I was, I was listening more. I was a good listener. I would always watch and listen to everything but never allowing my myself to express. That's definitely something I've worked on and keep working on. Just sharing and then like whatever. That's their opinion. They'll have their opinion and it's totally normal for, for you to think what you think about me and like good things, bad things. Yeah. Like You won't fully know me. No matter how much or how little I'll share with you, you won't fully, fully know me because even I don't fully know myself. I constantly evolve and learn new things about myself you know Amen so, to that. <laughs> yeah do you ever uh i guess have you ever struggled with apologizing after opening up and sharing something from your heart uh and not receiving maybe the recognition you needed or like feeling like you were listened to did you did you ever struggle with apologizing um for maybe like talking too much or like something. struggling as in not being able to apologize or constantly apologizing for what or how yeah like I, I don't know I struggled with that a lot growing up where I would open up and I would start talking and then I felt like nobody really cared what I was talking about or about what I was talking about um or that they were listening and then I would I found myself oftentimes apologizing as if I was like wasting their time um mm. I wonder mm. if like... no I never apologized I was I just looked serious and like 
I'm here to kill you kind of thing. I'm Russian. <laughs> so I had this look on my face. Teachers often would tell me like, are you okay? Like, you're not here to kill everyone, right? Um, I just had a super Russian serious face, non-smiling. And I never just apologized for anything. <laughs> But I'm... again, that, that came from my own fear. You know, being too serious is just my own fear of how people would like see me. Mm. And my my own, I guess, non-apologizing would be just to shut down kind of way, you know, or mm. not talk. So it's just, it, it's different manifestations, I think, of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you apologize, it comes from this, it just comes from some fear, which is not totally real. Right. It isn't. Right. Yeah, I've I've gotten better with that now. Um, but I think also, as you get older, I've realized uh, people come in and out of your lives, um, and you slowly start to find people, friends that are on the same wavelength as you and are passionate about talking in similar ways that you do. (laughs) And so I personally feel now so much safer talking to my friends and my boyfriend now that I've been dating for the last uh, two years. Like I've never been in a relationship where my feelings have been validated and where I've felt like my partner was listening to me actually. And, And who knows, like in the past, if if my previous uh, partners were or weren't listening to me, um, maybe it could have been just a part of me growing up and and being stronger um, with my voice. But it's definitely interesting just looking back on how everything has evolved. And that's a beautiful thing, though, right? We see how we evolve and our understanding of life grows and that it's a process it would it would really suck if everything stayed the same yeah and and nothing like just continuously everything is the same your reaction is the same to everything yeah that would suck but life doesn't work like that everything changes you know even like it's it's funny how you mentioned that and made me think like our maturity comes with we don't need, need to do too much things we will mature like just I don't know what it is like physiologically with age something like we don't have to do too much for us to understand without like wine and cheese they're just gonna age and get better (laughs) yeah they're not choosing to do that they just do (laughs) that's a great analogy though like right like we we sit and meditate that's almost like it's a fine wine or like wine aging exactly maturing and tasting better that's mm-hmm. the greatest analogy of meditation I've ever heard. That's perfect. It's good. Cheers. That's, <laughs> cheers. Yeah, that's why that's why I love having conversations. Because sometimes I think like oh, I'm just gonna record by myself. It just sometimes feels like easier. I don't know why, but then every single time I record with someone, it's such a great, elevating, energizing experience. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I went into this a little anxious when you reached out to me. Um, my first thought was, uh oh, this is scary. I haven't done this really. And I was, I was pretty nervous. And a part of me was like, huh, is this going to happen for sure? (laughs) And no, but here I am. I, I pushed myself (laughs) to uh, show up here. (laughs) I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Because I agree. Like it is, it comes naturally. And as you start talking, uh, you, that anxiety just disappears and it makes it easier to walk into the next conversation with someone else. So thank you for reaching out to me um, and for having an interest in my podcast and for listening to me. Uh, because it's definitely boosting my confidence. And I feel myself evolving even more. <laughs> that, no, that's great. I, I totally agree with that. that. I think that's where my own like anxiety also comes out of like recording with someone else. Like we've never talked apart from like three messages and DMs to like, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to record? Yeah. And we've never talked. But I think also creating content, like 
helps that a little bit. Me listening to your podcast helped me not yes. prepare. I didn't prepare for this conversation, but just like listening to your voice a little bit, it helps to to communicate. Yeah, That's it gives you a little glimpse inside, <laughs> yeah. inside the mind of, you know, um, so I feel that. I think sometimes with stuff like this, you just can't over-prepare because then it doesn't feel like you're uh, just um, allowing yourself to think of things naturally. When you, like, over-prepare for something, then it, it can feel too rehearsed. That's, like, for all of my episodes, I just write, like, little bullet points or if there's like a brief story I want to share, I'll make like a note of that. But it's very rare that I'll like follow a full script because I feel like I limit myself when I do that. And yeah. yeah. Although I know a few podcasts that do do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the same as you, like, especially when I record by myself, bullet points. Or if I record with someone else, I do the same thing. I just get like an idea of who you are and what you do and it's just natural for me to why, why is she doing it this way what is she doing there so like i write those kind of questions that just naturally come to me so that i don't forget to ask them that's it but i know podcasts that do like history mm-hmm. like there's this guy who does uh, the sunday supper podcast and his stuff is canadian history mm-hmm. so he writes it out like i see the stories that he posts he writes it out and then he kind of reads it and in between those, the reading of what he wrote, uh, the historical facts, he like shares his own little things here and there, but a lot of it is read, you know? I right. think it feels well, like that. That all goes back to just how our brains work, you know? <laughs> it all goes back to the education system. <laughs> no, but I'm not, I'm not putting him down. Like, I think there's just podcasts that, that need to be done in a certain way. It's, exactly. it's, it's yeah it's just, well, yeah, knowing, it's just what, knowing what knowing what you do and yeah. science and like yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. episodes like that you don't want to you do want to be careful about what you're sharing about um, yeah. because you have vulnerable listeners listening to you and you don't want to just be guessing or thinking you know everything um that is really important there's a lot of people that deem themselves to be professionals um just because they're passionate about something and that can be dangerous sometimes. I call it the professional syndrome. Professional syndrome. Yeah, you start, you believe in what you do and then you see everything in life through that lens. Mm. And and it could hurt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. Professional syndrome. Yeah, I talk about it with my wife constantly. The prof- whenever someone says anything about COVID, anything about anything, like mm-hmm. super passionately, like they, they're the best in the world, mm-hmm. I just call it the professional syndrome. <laughs> or the professional disease would probably be, be better. Um, but it, it's fine. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. And I just saw my wife come in because I'm recording in the car because it's the best like soundproof uh, space in the house especially we have the right <laughs> well thank you for having me on it's so, oh, I think it's yeah it just okay. connected yeah. for a second yeah well, i'm here uh did you want to do like a couple minute guided meditation or no uh, i feel like we will have to talk again at some point and yeah uh, um, part two i say that with every like this is just part one as i talk to you i really want to record again maybe we can just take a a deep breath together just to close this out (laughs) if you want to um i'm listening we can quiet down our our minds at least you and i because we've just been going and shooting Mm -hmm. our thoughts at one another so just, I know you're sitting in your car right now, or if you're listening to this, wherever you are, just allow your body to just kind of loosen up and feel heavy. Just kind of imagine that your body is melting down towards the ground, towards the earth. Let your eyelids feel heavy, maybe let them melt shut. And then just get rid of any stale air in your chest. 
And together, let's take a deep inhale through your nose. Hold it a little bit more at the top and then audibly let it go. One more, a little bit deeper this time. Inhale through the nose. Draw the air down the back of your throat and feel your belly expand like you're blowing up a balloon. And exhale, let it go. And just remember that as we're going from point A to point B and we are filling our lives with this, all this movement, <laughs> uh, all this commotion, you know, whether you're listening to a lot of content on your phone or you're just constantly in your head thinking and replaying your thoughts, just remember that you can always just press pause. You don't always have to fill your space with noise. And you're welcome to invite stillness and to really just sit with your breath. And when you practice doing that for a little bit every single day, you're gonna feel your body just, it'll feel lighter so just remember to always come back to your breath. All right, thank you so much.